You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. How you guys doing? It's going to be awkward until you clap. I'm just going to tell you. Online, how you doing? Yeah, we hear you. Can we give it up for our online viewers, everybody? All around the world. It's cool to hear the stories that are from different countries that come in and, and they say, hey, we found you online. And so welcome online. We appreciate you viewing. And um, I heard a pastor this week say um, that there's just something about the presence of God in church. And by no means, I love online. I love that resource. I would encourage you to come on campus because there is the omnipresence of God, and then there's this manifest presence that only we get to experience when we are here and God's people gather together. You experience a presence that you don't feel at all. And so I was over there listening, and I love having the words on the back screen because like the older I get, the bigger they are, the better they are, if that makes any sense. And um, so I'm actually reading the lyrics that I've been singing for a while, and I'm going, holy cow, like that last song, those are some hard words to sing. Anybody with me on that? Like you're listening and it's like, if the cross is, means that it's transformation, then I'll hang there with you. Oh, shoot. Anybody know? Are you feeling me here? And then like I was listening to that bridge part, but then it goes in and it's just, I feel the presence of God like no other and Christ be magnified in me, in my kids, in my families. And so... Man, I just, I love, I would tell you, I, I titled my message, I Lived Today, and I think today we need to start living. Today we need to determine that we're going to start living. And so we're going to dive into that a little bit. If you don't know who I am, my name is Chasen, I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I, I get to work with the students and the families around here, and so um, I love it when I get to speak. I, during the holiday season, I tend to go in Christmas mode, so I've been playing the Grinch and different things like that, so I haven't been able to speak with you guys, but we're here, and I see some faces that I haven't seen before or in a while, so it's good to see you and uh, good to have you. Can you turn to your neighbor and give them the biggest smile possible? If you're at home, give them a smile. There you go. Perfect. Yes, that's what we need. That's what we need right there, and I'll tell you why we need more smiles here in just a minute, but if um, I thought, like Spencer said, it's been a week, hasn't it? It's been one heck of a week, and uh, I carry the weight of anytime the pastor gets up and speaks, anytime uh, we, we prep for these things, it's like, man, I tell you, it's like Satan knows how to just push buttons, right? And it's almost like you're going and, and it's target practice for him. He's just like, like, so I'm feeling the weight of this morning, and I said, you know what? We're going to start with some biblical truth, and we're going to just relax in that for a minute. Can we do that? So if you have your Bibles or if you have the app, you can turn there. We're going to be in Philippians. Philippians 4 is where we're going to be today. And if you don't have a Bible, it will be on the screens. Um, But I thought at home and here, let's just read some good news for once. Is that okay with you guys? Yes? 
I need some response in here, please. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, like, and drive in, it scares me because I'm used to response, but it's really loud horns. Okay, so this morning I was like, is that okay? I'm like, oh my God, don't do that. All right, here we go. Ready? Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, what? Rejoice. So he says it twice. When I was growing up, if your mom said it twice, she meant business. You know what I mean? Okay. Keep that in mind. Let everyone, verse 5, let everyone see your gentleness. Man, do we need that. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, every situation, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, tell your request to God. And here we go. You ready? And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When I read that this week, it didn't make everything go away. It didn't make things in my immediate family's situation, it didn't make those things go away. But what it told me is that I have a hope and a future and things will get better. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm going to tell you, rejoice. And in every situation, every situation, every situation, give thanks with prayer. That that was also hard for me to read because I didn't feel like rejoicing. You know what I mean? Like you hear news and you're not like, yeah, that's so good. No, it's like, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Come on. And so as I was doing this message, I was like, God, you got to, what is it you want me? And I I just felt the presence of God and his spirit press upon my heart. Chase, if you're going to teach my people, then you need to go through it a little bit. And so everything that I say to you, I'm praying that you don't hear Chasen's words today. I pray that you hear God Almighty's words. And you hear something from a man who has went through a little bit of what I'm talking about that I, that I can tell you some biblical truth today. Brian, he started the series last week, uh, Stay Positive, right? And why does, does God give us these series? Like, if we would have known, you know, back when we said this is what January series is going to be, that the world was going to be, us as flesh pastors, we've probably been like, nah, I know what that means. God's going to beat us down with, with all kinds of stuff. And here we are, where we're at as a nation, where we are as a world and the pandemic and everything, and stay positive. Brian just hit a home run, didn't he, last week? I mean, that is, he had like... I was looking on Facebook even just during the service, and it was like, people were, it related to you in a lot of ways. And he he made one comment, how a negative outlook never leads to a positive life. And that's just one simple thing. But if I encourage you, and online, go back and watch his sermon on, on the first week of positive. Think positive? Stay positive. That's what it is. I'd encourage you to go do it, because it's just like, so many nuggets in there for you to take home, and they're so personal to me. But I'll tell you this, I'm on week two, and I had no idea that this week would unfold the way it did, and the riots, and the everything. I, I had no idea. And so let's just get the elephant 
that's in the room, okay? What's this pastor going to say about the politic? All right, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm not going to do in that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I was disgusted by hate. Disgusted. And I, to do this message and to tell you, stay positive while the world is just... I feel a responsibility as one of your, uh, one of your parents. Nope. <laughs> one of your pastors to say, God is still the same God. He has not left his throne. He is not for hate. He is not for confusion. He's not. And I feel a burden to even when my, when my kids, my, my son, he's almost 13 now. And when he talks to me, he tells me that he's lost friend groups because of his political view, is what he says. I'm like, dude, play with trucks. You know what I mean? That's what I did. When I was his age, I played with trucks. I was out in the woods. I was like, but nowadays, we have to have a political conversation with a 12-year-old. You see what I'm saying? And so what I'm about to tell you and release into this is that the only thing from a pastor that I would like to share is that prayer, true going before God with prayer is, is what we need. We need to pray for our leaders. Doesn't matter your side. That's biblical. Pray for your leaders. And so with all that, the elephant has now left the building, Okay. I would like to just be vulnerable a little bit and just get into a little bit of a conversation that I feel like we need to have in regards to staying positive. Not, yay, but, but positive. And this is what I mean. We've all had negative days, and preparing for this sermon, there was a, <laughs> I heard about this man and, uh, and his wife. They woke up on a Sunday morning, and, and the wife gets up, and notices that her husband not getting ready for church. He's, and so she says, are, are you not going to church today? He said, nope. I'm going to give you three reasons why I'm not going to church today. One, I don't like the building. Never have liked the building. The parking lot's a little wonky. And then they got holes in the front that they're not fixing. You know what I'm saying? And then they, I just never liked the building. Number two, I don't like the people. I don't like the people. And number three, the people don't like me. They don't like what I say. They don't like the way I dress. I don't like the people, and they don't like me. I'm not going to church today. Does that sound positive at all? No. Okay. I love the answer is, (laughs) I like that. That's good. The wife says, well, here's the deal. I'm going to give you three reasons why I'm going to church and why you're going to church today. Okay. She says, number one, I got up, I'm dressed, we going to church today. Number two, your kids got up, they're dressed, we going to church today. Number three, you're the pastor and they're waiting on you at the church today. (laughs) I'm telling you, us pastors, we have negative days too. And we get it. We get that there's days where you just want to stay in bed. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you know I just got a new mattress. Y'all, it was hard getting out of bed today. I'm just going to admit that right off the bat. It was hard getting off the bed today. But 
Let's turn to scripture real quick. Ready? Proverbs 15, 13 says, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Let's do some self-evaluation real quick. Where are you at today? You got a, a cheerful heart? Or is your spirit crushed today? You don't have to raise your hand and say, well, my spirit's crushed and here's the reason why. That's not what I'm asking. Just internally, let's talk through this. Where are you at? Because a cheerful heart brings a smile to your face. But a lot of us, if we're being honest, we lean more towards being crushed for different reasons. It doesn't have to be a political thing. It could be, you know, just a bad morning. And then that turns into a bad week and, or work is just not working out and whatever it may be. Your spirit is crushed, and you come in with that, and we have just a number of reasons why that is. And we find ourselves becoming more and more critical, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> One of the ladies said in first service, she said, I should have worn my steel-toed boots because you were stepping all over my toes. I thought that was funny. We become critical. I'm the one becoming critical. You know why? Here's the reason why. You ready for this? I was told this week that at my house, we would at least see a dusting to an inch of snow. Anybody else? Okay. I mean, I'm the guy, I'm, I'm watching Chris Justice. All right, he's my favorite because he just, I don't know, he just loves snow. And so no matter what, it's coming, right? And so by the end of this, I wake up, I know I'm not going to see snow on Friday, and then I, but I know by noon it's going to be snowing some big flakes according to the weatherman, right? And so I start, 12 o'clock, no snow. Guess what I do? I start becoming critical. I'm like, well, that's a bunch of bull. He just told me, listen, you know what he needs to do? And then I find myself going through my message going, dude, that's you. You're the critical one. And then my, here comes my daughter. It's not snowing outside. I put the spoon under the pillow. I did the da da da. And we become critical, right? That's a funny thing. But let's really dig into why most of us become critical. Obviously, the weather. It's either too cold, it's too hot, it's too snowy, it's not. It's too rainy, it's too dry. We can't always get what we want, right? right? And then it's, we, we criticize it. And then we have people with the pandemic. Oh boy. People wearing on the, on the side where you wear masks. Why are people not wearing masks? They should be doing that. That's why the world's going to a hell in a handbasket because you're not wearing masks. Then you got this side over here that's going, blah, and it's right. You got the Republicans and the Democrats, and you're just back and forth, and you're criticizing all over the place. We have a critical spirit amongst us, and we, sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. Guilty. And for me, it's the whole e-learning thing. I have some teachers in the house today. I know, I get it, and I'm gonna be honest. I start going, my kids need to be back in school. <laughs> today, they need to be back in school. Then they go back into school. I don't like how the school district's doing this. You see what I mean? This is me. And I'm saying to myself, Chase, you are being too critical. You have a critical spirit. No wonder you're being crushed. We can't win for losing because of this criticism that we have going on, because our spirit is crushed. Now, 
Here's what I, I, I love. I heard this pastor say this week, we got a new pandemic in town and it's called the pandemic of complaining. And us as God's people need to flatten the curve of this pandemic of complaining. Stepped on my, my toes. And I said, okay, I hear you. And we already was talking about this, and so I started doing a little bit more research and stuff. All right, let's check in. How's your heart doing? Now we started talking about that. We stirred a little pot. How we doing? Cheerful heart or crushed spirit? I got good news. I know how to flatten the curve, at least for the pandemic of complaining. I'm working on the coronavirus, okay? But at least for the pandemic of complaining, I have a cure and we can flatten the curve. That's good news. You ready? Here's how you do it. Get your pens out. Get your notebooks out online. Are you ready? Here's how you do it. You start living. Right? You start living. Week after week, Day after day, there's something new that comes out that says, it's going to make you die. This is sending us to our deathbeds. And we hear that and we ingest that day after day after day after day. And we forget about living. We forget about living. We, we are being told that you're dying over. And if you listen to that over and over and over and over, of course, that's what's going to come to your, your response is going to be a death response. You're, and, and, and fear is going to be in that. That's my testimony. <laughs> and so you have to figure out how, how do you start living? How do you do that? Well, let's start with scripture. John 10, 10. Jesus is talking and he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I, this is Jesus, I have come so that they, which is us, may have life. And then I love the last part here, that they may have it abundantly. Jesus didn't come and get crucified, get all that, I mean like, took on the weight of sin that, uh, that we deserved, the beating, the punishment. He didn't come so we could live a half-hearted life. He didn't come so we could be just full of negative thoughts. And No, 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 no. Jesus came so that we could have life and living to the fullest. Now, remember the verse that we just read? And every situation. He came so he could live to the fullest. All right, well, let's continue. How do we start living? I believe we start living by being grateful. We start living when we become grateful. (laughs) People laugh at me all the time because when I pull up into like a Walmart or Target, even a restaurant, and I see like, the, uh, like that parking spot that's right up front, and I'm like, Lord, you blessed me. Hallelujah, right? I am so grateful. God, this is you. This is you. I've had people make fun of me in, like, in my car going, you're an idiot, you know? Like, do you think that God really cares about that parking spot? And I go, no, he does not, but he loves and cares for me. I'm his kid. 
You see what I'm saying? I'm going to be grateful for the little things. I'm going to be grateful for the big things. Because I believe I can start living a life to its fullest when I take on the attitude of gratitude. Are you following me, friends, out here? Because we are not grateful. Our nation is not grateful. Our earth, the world, we don't have an attitude of gratitude. We see everything through the lens of criticism every day. So who's it, who's it going to be in this room and online that's going to stand up and go, no, it's time to start living. Let's be grateful. Let's be grateful for healthiness. Let's be grateful for doctors. Let's be grateful for whatever it is in your life. Let's start being grateful and let's proclaim things in the name of Jesus. And when we start doing that, we can start to live. By simply having gratitude, we see in a whole new light. Here's what I mean. There was an article on positivepsychology.com. And this is going to be good news for a lot of people. You ready? There's benefits to gratitude. Okay? Benefits. You ready? Gratitude, it releases toxic emotions. Hallelujah. Right? I need that one. Gratitude reduces pain. Come on. If that's you, clap your hands. That's good. That's good. Apparently not. Gratitude improves sleep quality. Woo! Yes. Thank you, gratitude. Gratitude aids in stress regulation. Mm. Get that away, right? And then this last one. Here we go. Gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. Hey! Yes. Gratitude. Look, some of you guys need this just like the girls want it, okay? Here's the deal. You ready? We all need a makeover, okay? And the way you get a makeover is you put a smile on your face. It's amazing what happens. That's why I started out this whole morning when I was like, smile to your neighbor. And you got some of you like, I am not going to do that. I'm not you stop, don't you smile and make me look bad. You see what I mean? By just a smile on your face, gratitude, is a pro- it's a proven fact that there are benefits. I know we're just kidding, but th- those are real benefits. By just becoming grateful for the little things. Now, it gets a little bit harder, but in what ways do you need gratitude in your life? In what ways do you need gratitude in your life? Here's some good news for today. If we start living, become grateful, experience peace. Those three, we can experience peace. If we start living, not in fear, anxiety, depression, whatever that may stop that. Start living again. We're going to have to, it's 2021, we're going to have to start living again because of not because of the way everything is, but because we know who Jesus is and we know that he's still on his throne and he has promises that he keeps day in and day out. Start living. Become grateful so you can experience this peace. Are you following me? 
In my head, I, last night when I was going over this, in my head, I got to this point, and it was like everybody, every riot, everything, it just stopped, and they was like, yeah! But here's the deal. I just gave you some truth, biblical truth. It doesn't excite you. You got the occasional... It's a good word, Chase. It's a good word. But it needs to light a fire in you and your family. As we sing, if you're still breathing, God's not done. Suck it up. Start living because God's promises is true. Are you feeling me? Look, I, these are still toed boots because I've got my toes stepped on this week by the Holy Spirit. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm tired of being bound down by depression. We had a family gathering last night, and my whole family, they realized, like part of my family realized just how big of a germaphobe I am, okay? And I got to tell story after story about how mentally, ah, it drives me nuts. And, and my brother, he, on Wednesday night, something happened, and I'm going over there. I had to go into a room, and I had to just be like, I'm okay. I got this. I got this. You're not sick. It's, you're good. You're good, dude. You're good, dude. And my brother literally said, you know what that is? That's that fear again. Tell it who's boss. Start living. Dang right. Let's start living. I, I got to pinpoint it. I gave the students and parents that will be coming out this week. I got to give the students this feeling will that explains, here's the emotion that I'm really fe feeling, fear. And then it goes out and it shows these two sub-feelings are attached to this. These two em emotions are attached to this. I got it all the way down to what it was was I was feeling powerless. And so guess what I did? In the name of Jesus, I declare power in your name over this situation. I will not die on that hill. I will start living because of not what's in uh, on my ability, but what is in yours. And I walked out knowing I still have this going on, but I know whose I am. You following me? And I'm just tired of our church and our online campus and all that. Like, I'm just tired of seeing people live with this death sentence all over their heads. I'm tired of it. I can't make you do anything. I can't make you come to church. I can't make you continue watching online. I can't make you do that. But what I can do is I can remind you of whose you are and whose you can be for those that haven't accepted Jesus yet. I can remind you that there is good in the world. You remember that message I did with the, the dead leaves? Look, there's still grass growing underneath those leaves. It just may take you getting the leaves out of there and proclaiming, I'm going to start living. I'm getting hot. Somebody up in this place. We got to start living. Maybe that was a little complicated. You ready? Gratitude is the gateway to peace. Truly. Gratitude is the great way to peace. I was at, where was it at? Cheddar's. You guys know that restaurant? Cheddar's? 
I was there with my mom and my brother over Christmas, and the waiter, like, he was just taking forever. Anybody had that before? And you're like, oh, come on now. I wouldn't have ordered croissants if I knew it was going to take this long. He's following me? We were just having a moment. Well, this other lady was not feeling it. And she let that poor boy have it. Did he deserve it? Uh, right? You're like, ah, oh, you could do better. Oh, well. But he, she just let him have And the whole restaurant saw it, heard it. This is what I'm talking about, showing that you're grateful. Literally, I felt not bad for him, but I felt a responsibility to show Christ to him. Not because he deserved it, not because our food was on time, not because our food was a little cold. Mm-mm. So I went up to him as we were leaving, and I was like, bro, I'm sorry. That you've, and she was like, yeah, I know. Can you believe it? And I was like, no, 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 no. Just you need to know that you are worth more than what anybody says about you and that God loves you. See ya. Guess what? I gave him a good tip too. Did he deserve it? <laughs> That's debatable. You know what I mean? But that wasn't the point. I was able to start living because I got past myself. I was able to start living because I showed gratitude, just a little bit of gratitude. You are worth more than what people say. God loves you, bro. I don't know the dude. haven't seen him. Their croissants are good. That's just, I want you to understand that gratitude is the gateway to peace. I could live because I was at peace with how I handled the situation in a Christ-like manner. Do I always get it right? No. But that's my prayer for you guys and for, for me, is that we can see these things ahead of time and we can see through the lens of a Christ-like attitude and, and being Christ-like. Gratitude is the gateway to peace. As we start to close, I, I want us to go back to Philippians, where we started. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see your gentleness. That includes on Facebook. That includes social media. That includes your family member that you don't really like. That includes every person that you come in contact with. Chase, they don't deserve it. I know but we aren't talking about them. We're talking about you. Let them see your gentleness. Why? The Lord is near. We're still freaking out about this political climate that we're in, and we got all this. You know what they're going to do? They're going to start doing this. Have you seen what they shut down? Have you? And you forget God's still God. He's still on His throne. Are times tough? Yes. But if you go back, there was a crucifixion for crying out loud. There was tough times back then. I'm not saying dis- disregard it. It's all good. That's, be responsible, but don't forget that the, the God of the universe is still on his throne.
and he still loves you. He loves your enemies. And he wants you to live to the fullest. Start living. Start living. Here we go. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Easy for you to say. I didn't say it. This is God saying it. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, every through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, tell your request to God. Have a relationship with God that you can say, God, I don't understand. Help me. God, I'm not hearing from you. Help me. In every situation, prayer and thanksgiving, that gratitude, tell your request to God. Because in verse 7, the peace of God, not the iffiness of God, the peace of God, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For me, it's a mental thing all the time. And see, what's inside my heart, that's what's going to come out in my response to my kids, to my family, to you guys, to my students, to the waiter, <laughs> to my doctor. Like, what's, what's in my heart, that's what's going to come out. But here's what's crazy. What I allow in my brain, in my mind, that dictates what I feel in my heart. Because I'm so tired of not living. Those watching online, some of you need to hear it. Start living. Because you're allowing a mental state to dictate what your heart says and feels. Therefore, your response is bad. And then you cover up your response with a Jesus label. And that's not true. We got to start living we got to become grateful so that we can experience peace. Where's your heart at? I want to end with this statement. This is me personally. I pray that I can stand before God. I pray. I pray I can stand before God and say, I lived with every broken bone. I lived. I look at faces all around here, and I know your stories, and I know you got broken bones. You've been beat up on mentally, physically, verbally, emotionally. You've been beat up on. But what are you going to do with those broken bones? You're going to complain about it? Because God says to live to the fullest, let's be grateful for broken bones because that tells us when we're living. I want the, my prayer for you is to stand before God saying, you know what? I owned every second that this world gave me and I, I lived with broken bones. Because that's, that's the truth. If there's students in here and, and or younger folks in here, 
You can't go through life without broken bones. I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about emotionally. And I'm, not, I'm talking about marriages and relationships and kids, miscarriages. I'm talking about there are broken bones that are going to happen in your life. It's going to happen. But what are you going to do with those broken bones? You're just going to give up? I encourage you not to. Because God's word tells us that in every season, in every broken bone, give thanks and become grateful that you're still breathing. He's not done. Be grateful that this earth isn't necessarily your last resort. We forget that, don't we? We need to start looking towards eternity. Because if you keep looking here, we're dead. We're done. With every broken bone I live. There's a band called One Republic. And they inspired me with this message. Because every time I heard this song, it's all I could think about. Standing before God with all my baggage. All my pride. All my broken bones. All that stuff. And going, I lived. I lived. I want you to listen to every word of this song. Check this out. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.